Research Podcast. I'm your host, Kate McKay, and I'm joined today by Claire Hooker. Hello, Claire. Hello, Kate. How are you? I'm extremely well. How are you? Excellent. I'm very good. Thank you. And we're talking today about your recent publication, which is called Art Space, Enabling Young Women's Recovery Through Visual Arts, a Qualitative Study. Um, Now, this was co-authored. Yes, it was. The study was led by uh, Dr. Miriam Brooks from the Department of General Practice at Western Sydney University mm-hmm. and by Professor Leslie Barclay, the third author, who's uh, affiliated with the Sydney School of Public Health. Cool. Um, so what is this paper about or what was this program about? So this article reports on an evaluation of a um, long-standing 13-year-old program called ArtSpace, Mm. uh, which is an innovative clinical program in which um, a creative arts um, space was placed in a primary care context in the uh, Women's Health Centre, in the Blue Mountains Women's Health Centre. The Blue Mountains Women's Health Centre is a community-based Um, feminist um, women's medical centre providing a range of um, health services Mm -hmm. and noticed that um, women aged between young women aged between um, 14 and 25 from adverse uh, with with adverse experience were very underrepresented in their client lists and we know from the literature that young women in very adverse circumstances often find it very difficult to access the health care that they um, often need um, far more urgently than mm. others mm-hmm. and um, so a young women's clinic was set up on a weekly basis and an uh, and a creative arts space called art space program was built as a central piece of the um, of the young women's clinic the doctors at the practice likely considered the main rationale for creating the art space as a means of effectively making sure that clients would feel more comfortable of walking in through their door, a means Mm. of creating engagement and establishing trust. Mm -hmm. But what our evaluation revealed was that it was often regarded by clients themselves as central to their recovery processes. Mm. It wasn't just an adjunct, it wasn't just a nice to have, it was actually the core part of their therapeutic journeys. Interesting. And so can I just ask um, to clarify, the art space program had been running for a while, but young women between um no the art space program was created as part of the young women's clinic oh it was I see. established yeah cool yeah. um so the your paper's kind of reporting on it what were your main findings from this <laughs> Uh, so the population um, of people who came to the Young Women's Clinics were clients who um, had considerable exposure, exposure to social adversity and trauma. Mm-hmm. And um, that might include loss of a primary carer, um, childhood abuse, having a family member with severe mental illness, um, having experience of interpartner, int- intimate partner violence, mm-hmm. experiencing chronic illness or racism. Mm-hmm. So it's a client group that encounters many challenges in trying to seek or access help um, including primary care for mental and uh, for mental health and for sexual health concerns 
And, and so the primary, uh, one of the primary findings was simply to identify how powerfully and um, strongly uh, having the art space actually enabled that group to access care at all. Mm. Um, and so that, that group often talked about how um, it's very scary to access care, particularly when you don't have an adult to help you do that. Um, and it was much less scary to be able to just attend an art group and to do art together. Mm. And uh, one of the findings was that actually often clients spent many months just coming for art before they were able to have the confidence to actually access appointments with the doctors and the counsellors. And the second, the second really important finding was that art space often provided a primary means of overcoming the severe isolation that many of these clients experienced. Mm. And these clients identified the social connectedness that they developed at, at art space as absolutely central to their recovery from adversity. So um, one of them said, I've gotten through bullying because of art space. I've gotten through sexual har- harassment because of it. I've gotten through depression because of art space, the kindness and help that I was able to get and the support that I got from the group in art space uh, was so important. Seeing the counsellor and the doctor at the centre helped too, mm-hmm. but 90% of my recovery I owe to art space. And the third really important finding is that um, what art space did, in addition to providing a sense of personhood and social inclusion, was that it offered... Um, Uh, a a holding environment where there was um, safety and connection and that was what enabled people to be able to access um, often difficult primary care, particularly sexual health care, and that um, creativity was in itself regarded by many of the clients as central to their own therapeutic journey, that they found a positive way to work through all of the stressors in their lives mm-hmm. and that they built an identity that was confident and um, organised around their capabilities and not around the many deprivations and difficulties that they faced. Mm. Um, And one of the counsellors who had been a client said that um, Art Space has been a platform for women to find their voice and to be empowered not only to deal with their own personal situation but then to engage in a contributive fashion in the broader community. That's awesome. I actually have a, I conducted one, a, a few of the interviews as an external person who wouldn't be connected with any of those people. And I have a very vivid memory of one of the interviewees commenting that in given her experience of adversity, she had often um, used many forms of social services. Mm-hmm. And she said one thing they all had in common is that they spend quite a lot of time on boundary maintenance. You always know that you're the client and they're the provider. Oh. She said, art space was the only place where I was a person. She said, and I quote, that's why it saved my life. So it's quite a profound difference that it makes to accessing primary care. Yeah. So were there any particular challenges that you faced in doing the study or in writing it up? Um, Well, um, one of the biggest challenges, interestingly, was the gaps between academic norms and what's actually feasible. Mm. So there was no money for the study. The art space itself operates on a shoestring budget and the entire women's health clinic is very reliant on the generosity and often volunteer hours of the people who work there. Okay. 
and um, so and and it's multi-sectoral. So um, it has heaps of partner organisations. For example, a local high school with which it works very closely in order to facilitate identifying who might need services and then making sure they can access them. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of time involved in um, relationship management and doing the communication and ensuring all the stakeholders have a voice and all of that stuff is really important and it's completely antithetical to the kinds of timeframes and funding criteria of um, medical research and of medical service provision. Mm-hmm. Even though all of that is crucial to the really obvious successes that um, were found in the evaluation. Um, And the other ethical issue that we struggled with was whether or not to have um, young women clients themselves be um, a key part of the research committee. And, um, and be interviewers as well as interviewees. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, we, uh, we didn't want to burden that client group. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we didn't include them as members of the steering committee because it felt like it would be quite demanding of them and that they should be paid if they were uh, going to take on that sort of role and we couldn't pay them. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but that also, of course, doesn't means that they're not there in a position to shape the um, methodology and the appro- pro- approach to research. So that, so that was a challenging ethical issue. Mm-hmm. And I think in retrospect, although we felt that we had done this, you know, with an extreme amount of self-scrutiny, we, we probably would actually would have invited people to be participants on the, on the steering committee. Mm. Interesting. So, um, I mean, I guess we're sort of coming to the end of our time here. I wonder if there's anything that you'd really like uh, the reader or the listener to take away from this research. What's the main kind of take home message? Um, Well, one of the main take home messages is to understand the dimensions that make taking the creative arts into um, health spaces and particularly into healthcare institutions um, can have. Mm-hmm. And um, there, are, there are a set of reasons to do that, that for that. And those reasons were really prominent in this study. And they had to do with the fact that some of the main determinants of people's capacity to access care and to use it effectively are social in nature and have to do with the circumstances in which they find themselves. Mm-hmm. And one of the limitations of medical models of health and of medical care is that they don't speak to or access those things whereas um, joining those two joining the two together ensuring that the art space was co-located in the middle of a medical practice was what enabled um, both um, such transformations in actual health issues and for the bigger therapeutic journey in which those healthy issues needed to be situated well thank you so much for talking with me claire this sounds like fascinating and very worthwhile research and congratulations on getting the study completed do you know Thank what you the much. do you know what the the status of art space is now? Um, hanging by a shoestring for a while, it just it, they just ran out of funding and mm. couldn't maintain the service. Um, I believe that it has restarted again. And one of our hopes is that by conducting the evaluation and getting it published, is that we can now point more effectively to um, an evidence base for why such services should receive funding. And they're really terribly inexpensive, mm. um, particularly when um, compared to the kinds of results that they can achieve. Absolutely. Well, I hope that it keeps going. Um, yes, thank hopefully you. Hopefully with the support of this uh, work that you've done. 
Excellent. Thank you, Kate. Thanks for speaking with me, Claire. Okay. Catch us next time on She Research Podcast. <laughs>